Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the ball pit. It's a little bit of a gloomy Monday where I am right now, but still, it's Monday. It's the start of the week. Hope you guys are having as great of a start to the week as I am. And today, I am super excited for the episode that I'm bringing you guys. It is probably my favorite that I've ever recorded so far on this podcast. Today, I'm going over the entire first round of the NFL draft. I'm going to be looking at who I think everybody will be drafting. Now, we're not going to do any trades as of right now because obviously nothing has been set besides the one that happened this previous year in the NFL. So no trades as of right now, but we'll still get into who I think everybody will draft. We will hopefully get into who I think will do good at the Combine as well and some sleeper picks that I have. It's going to be a great episode. Let's dive in. All right, first off, I want to talk a little bit about the situation of the number one overall pick in this year's draft. As we've heard from multiple reports, it's been a bidding war between the Texans and the Colts to take the Bears' number one overall pick. We all saw how the Texans absolutely fumbled having the first overall pick. They were all the way good until I think the last game of the season. They won and they screwed themselves and now they got pick number two. But still, I don't think it's going to be that big of an issue as of right now. But I want to go over why I don't think trading for the number one overall pick is logical for the Texans or the Colts. Because as they stand right now, I only see them taking a quarterback in these top picks. Obviously, the Colts have been in between quarterbacks for the past few years. They picked up Phil Rivers a couple of years ago. Then they went to Matt Ryan. They went to Nick Foles a little bit. They went to Carson Wentz. They've just been all over the place. They need a solid quarterback. They haven't been able to have one yet. So I think here with the quarterback talent that's available, they'll be looking to draft one early. And same with the Texans. Davis Mills hasn't proven to me that he can be a franchise quarterback. And that's what the Texans desperately need. I mean, they need a lot of positions, but but quarterback is obviously one of the most important positions in the game of football. I don't see them picking anybody else but a quarterback. And the Bears have Justin Fields. And from my position as an outsider and from other reports as well, the Bears should be looking to draft around Justin Fields and build around Justin Fields because he's a generational talent. He's a great dual threat quarterback. He can throw just as well as he can run. He had over a thousand yards rushing this year, and he's only going to get better. So if the Bears aren't going to take a quarterback, which I highly, highly doubt they will, why spend most likely multiple first-round picks, trading up to get that number one overall when the Bears aren't even a threat. The only thing I could see happening for a top-five shakeup is either the Seahawks trading down or the Colts trading up to get ahead of the Cardinals. Because as of right now, the Cardinals don't really need a quarterback, but we've seen Kyler Murray, his situation has started to deteriorate in Arizona. They probably won't draft a quarterback early they might go late I don't know but I don't see them taking quarterback early but they could the Colts could try and leapfrog the Cardinals to pick up somebody like Jalen Carter or Will Anderson but again that's all speculation at this point the draft hasn't happened yet but I I don't see a very logical reason for either the Colts or the Texans to trade up to number one neither the Cardinals or the Bears are threats to them to take their quarterback so why Why waste the pick talent, you know? Usually when it comes to even a top five pick in general, you're going to have to give up at least two firsts, 
couple seconds, maybe a player, and then some later on picks like a fifth or a sixth or even a seventh. I don't know. Sometimes they just get thrown in there. But there's just no leeway really for the Colts or the Texans because neither of the quarterbacks are going to be taken off the board by the time they draft. So with that in mind, let's jump into the first overall pick, which is the Chicago Bears. I have them taking Jalen Carter. He's big, he's fast for his position and his size, and he is easily the most powerful player in this draft. The man just bowls over offensive tackles like it's absolutely nothing. He stands at 6'3", 310 pounds. I'm super excited to see how this guy does in the combine because I think even though he's looked at as the best in this draft room, he's still going to surprise people at the combine this year. <laughs> I'm just so excited to see how he does. All right. Now we've got the Texans at number two. They're going to take Bryce Young out of Alabama. Now I did see a couple mock drafts. They take CJ Stroud over Bryce Young. I just don't think the Texans are going to do that. To me, he's the most well-rounded quarterback in this draft. CJ Stroud is really good, but he relies on big plays a lot. And he already has an incredible team around him with some of the best receivers in college football. We saw it with Garrett Wilson and Jackson Smith and Njigba. He just, he had those receivers. Not, I'm not saying they made him look good, but they definitely helped with his production. I think Bryce Young is a very explosive quarterback too. He's very smart with the ball and he can even scramble too. Not, we don't see a lot of scrambling from CJ Stroud, which surprises me a little bit considering his build. I would think that he'd be more prone to kind of scrambling, getting out of the pocket, creating big plays, but he's a very solid pocket passer. And that's something that I like about him, honestly, but it is a little surprising to see that he doesn't move around as much as expected, I guess, but the Texans will take Bryce young second overall. And I think he's going to have a good home in Texas. Number three, the Cardinals are going to take Will Anderson defensive end from Alabama. Now, a lot of arguments are coming that he is the best player in this NFL draft. And honestly, I'm right there with everybody. Jalen Carter and Will Anderson are fighting it out for the best overall player. Now, best overall player doesn't necessarily mean number one overall taken, but Will Anderson, he's explosive, he's quick, and he is most definitely a franchise cornerstone player. He could go number one overall. I think number one and number three overall picks are interchangeable. But I also think that the Cardinals are going to look to immediately fill the position of J.J. Watt. We all know he retired after this season. May the best come to him in retirement. I absolutely love that guy. But Will Anderson just fits with this Cardinals organization. The Cardinals have a fresh start. They've got a new manager. They've got a new head coach. Hopefully a reinvigorated offense and reinvigorated defense. I think Will Anderson's going to find a good home at the Cardinals. He's 6'4", 235. And like I mentioned before, he is so quick off the snap. He will pressure any quarterback, any offensive line that comes in his way. He will be able to penetrate through them. Don't, no doubt in my mind, he's going to be one of the best players in the NFL come a couple years. Now, here we are, the Colts at number four. They are going to take C.J. Stroud out of Ohio State. He is a very smart pocket passer. I think he has better presence than Bryce Young does. Bryce Young gets a little, I guess, flustered at times. And maybe that's why Bryce Young scrambles a bit more than C.J. Stroud does. 
Bryce Young doesn't have the capability to just sit in the pocket, have a really good pocket presence, and be able to deliver those big plays like C.J. Stroud does. I think C.J. Stroud has the better upside and the better capability to become a franchise quarterback. I think he's built like that. He's 6'3", 215, really big guy. He's got a really big arm, too. We've all seen him throw absolute darts at Ohio State. He can absolutely hurl that ball. I think he's going to be really good. Now, here we are on my team, Seattle Seahawks. And I mentioned this a little bit before. I could definitely see them trade down because the two positions that they need the most are an edge rusher and interior defense alignment. And both of those rooms are so deep this year. Maybe they don't trade down all the way to the end of the first round, but they could still comfortably trade down and get someone like Tyree Wilson, for example, out of Texas Tech. But we didn't do trades for this mock draft. So the Seahawks with the fifth overall pick are going to take Miles Murphy out of Clemson. He is an edge with great instincts and some great power, too. Again, he he shows flashes of Jalen Carter power now. No one really rivals Jalen Carter, but he is very powerful. He also has very good footwork. He knows how to make offensive linemen miss him, and he knows how to generate pressure very, very well. 6'5", 275. He's got a great frame. He's very strong. I think this guy is a great pick for the Seahawks. Now, this pick might come as a little bit of a surprise to you, but the sixth overall pick, the Detroit Lions will select Cam Smith, a cornerback out of South Carolina. Now, this one, this is probably one of the picks that I have the least confidence in as I forecasted this first round. They picked Jeff Okuda with the third or second overall pick in 2019, and he really hasn't produced as well as we all thought he would in the NFL. So I think the Lions are going to take another shot at corner because they have one of the worst pass defenses in the league. They had one of the worst defenses in the league in general. They're right in the same boat with the Seahawks who picked just above them. But Cam Smith is very solid in both coverages, man and zone, especially man on man. But he does need to work on his run support a little bit. He's six foot 188. So he's not the biggest guy, but he's pretty fast and he's really good at sticking on his man and he's pretty physical when he's in man coverage as well. I really like this guy. I think his ceiling is very high. I think if the Lions get a good hold on him, they can mold him into pretty much whatever player they want. Like I said, he needs to work on his run support a little bit, be able to come down from that corner position and help with the second level of that defense. But I think once he gets into NFL training and stuff like that, he'll become a very successful player. Now, the Raiders. The Raiders need to fill a lot of holes this offseason. Josh Jacobs was the best rusher last year, but I think he needs a little bit more protection, and he could be even better. So with the seventh overall pick, the Raiders are going to take Paris Johnson Jr., an offensive tackle out of Ohio State. He is undoubtedly the best offensive lineman we have in this NFL draft. He's got great athleticism and an impeccable footwork. I mean, the man knows how to move. He's 6'6", 310 pounds, and he moves so smooth and so quickly. It's incredible to see a guy of his stature be able to work like that. He needs to work on his run blocking a little bit, and that's a little bit unfortunate considering that unless the Raiders trade for Aaron Rodgers like Devontae Adams really wants to happen, he needs to be able to protect Josh Jacobs, and that's his weakest point. But 
pass blocking is absolutely incredible. So if the Raiders do pick either a quarterback in this round or they trade for one, whether that be Aaron Rodgers or someone else, Paris Johnson Jr. will fit in perfectly with this Raiders offense. The Atlanta Falcons have the number eight overall pick, and they're going to take Anthony Richardson, the quarterback out of Florida. Again, this is a little bit of a pick that I don't have the most confidence in, considering they have both Marcus Mariota and Desmond Ritter, and Desmond Ritter is obviously very young. So I don't know if they're ready to shoot on a quarterback again already, but as we've seen throughout the course of this past season, neither could really solidify themselves as the Falcons starter. And neither were good quarterbacks either. Anthony Richardson is a fast break quarterback. He's got great speed and he's got some good arm power. He needs to refine his decision making. And that's his biggest flaw. That's the step down that we see from someone like Bryce Young and CJ Stroud. This guy doesn't really have the decision making and patience that these other guys have. He threw a lot of interceptions. He's more prone to run than Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud, which makes him more of a dual-threat quarterback, which is something that a lot of teams look for in players. But still, it he needs to refine that decision-making a lot. But if he does that and if he gets good training, he could be a top quarterback in the league. The Panthers, with the ninth overall pick, they're going to take Peter Skornowski from Northwestern, offensive tackle. He's very smooth and he's very quick. And he's got some really good pass blocking. He's 6'4", 315 pounds. One of the best offensive linemen that this draft has to offer. The Panthers, honestly, are just a couple pieces away from being a playoff caliber team. I do have them going into the playoffs this year. I think without Tom Brady, the Buccaneers are going to take a step back. And with the quarterback situation in New Orleans being questionable at best, the Panthers are going to be the ones to step up and win this division. With beefing up this offensive line, they can have Chuba Hubbard potentially have a breakout season. I really liked him in college. I want to see him be successful in the NFL. But Peter Skornowski is a great pick out of Northwestern for the Panthers. And to round out this top 10, we've got the Eagles, who went to the Super Bowl, but due to a trade with New Orleans, they have a top 10 pick. And they're going to take Tyree Wilson, an edge out of Texas Tech. This guy is like a Swiss army knife on defense. He's 6'6", 275. He is massive for the edge position. So he can play edge. He can play linebacker. He could even drop into coverage and become a low safety of sorts. This guy can do it all. He's very quick, which makes him that next level player that can play multiple different positions and could just fly all over the field. I think he has one of the biggest upsides of anybody in this draft. Super excited to see how he does. And I think Philadelphia is just the place for him to be successful and be successful right away. Now, we're going to go through the rest of this draft a little bit quicker since we've already taken a considerable amount of time going through the top 10. The Titans at number 11, they're going to take safety Brian Branch out of Alabama. He's a ball hawk. He knows exactly where the ball is going to go. And that's exactly what the Titans need on a questionable defense. Six foot, 193. It's going to fit well in Tennessee. The Texans are going to take the first wide receiver in Quinton Johnston from TCU. He's 6'4", 215. He's got a big frame for a wide receiver. And he's got field tearing speed and some pretty good hands on him too. 
This guy is going to work well with the Bryce Young pickup from the second overall pick. And this reinvigorated Texas offense could potentially be scary if these rookies fit in right away. Now, one of the surprise picks I have in this draft, at number 13, the Jets are going to take Michael Meyer, the tight end out of Notre Dame. I mean, the thing that really sets him apart from other tight ends is his blocking skills. He's incredible at blocking. You could almost put him in as an offensive tackle. He's 6'4", 251. He's almost up there with those offensive tackles. But he also is great at route running, and his overall athleticism is off the charts. He's a great top pick. I think the Jets are going to have a lot of fun with him on offense. The Patriots are going to take wide receiver Jordan Addison out of USC. We all saw that the offense kind of fell flat. Mac Jones didn't really have a good year. The Patriots need a wide receiver, and they will get one in Jordan Addison. Really good speed. He's a dynamic player, and he's a good slot receiver at six foot 175. He knows how to make people miss, and that's what the Patriots need. The Packers, they're going to take defensive lineman Brian Brees out of Clemson. He's a very physical player with good footwork. He needs to work on his speed and finesse a little bit, but the Packers seem to really like to take these raw, hard-hitting, just solid players like Clay Matthews when they had him. They they really like those types of players. So I think Brian Brees with just his hard-headed, pound-the-rock type of mindset, he'll fit right in in Green Bay. The Commanders, they're going to take the quarterback Will Levis out of Kentucky. Now, I'm very familiar with Will Levis. I'm a Penn State fan, and he was a transfer to Kentucky from Penn State. This guy has some good upside. He's a quality pocket passer. He's got a very quick release and some good accuracy. This is a guy that I can see with C.J. Stroud. He could become the face of a franchise if he's successful. Now, the Commanders, they're kind of in like a half rebuilding mode here. They've got a very young team, and I think Will Levis is going to fit in very well. And he's going to come home with Jahan Dotson, who he knows from his Penn State days. Maybe we'll see a little bit of chemistry there. The Steelers are going to take Christian Gonzalez out of Oregon. This guy has just risen on everybody's draft boards completely out of nowhere, honestly. He's 6'2", 201. He's got a strong, long body with really good agility, and he's very, very physical on man coverage. I watched a couple of his tapes a little while ago, and I mean, the man just knows how to cover, especially in man. Now, the Lions with an 18th overall pick. This is a pick that I could probably get a little bit of hate for, but this is one of my favorite players in the entire draft. They're going to draft linebacker Drew Sanders out of Arkansas. Now, this is a little bit of a stretch of a pick. He's somewhere in the mid-40s on the draft board, but he is so versatile. He's up there with Tyree Wilson in terms of versatility. I think the Lions are going to absolutely love him. The Lions desperately need to find a good linebacker, and I think they're willing to spend a decently high pick to get Drew Sanders because I expect this guy to do really good at the combine, and I think from now until the draft, his stock is only going to rise and people are going to start picking him higher and higher and higher. He's 6'5", 232. He's got great size for a linebacker. He's also very good on the pass rush. He likes to come down and blitzes a lot. Not even blitzes, but just come down and be that barrier of the second level of the defense and not let anything go past him. 
but he also drops back into coverage and he did play some snaps at Arkansas as a safety as well, which 6'5", 232 for safety is absolutely incredible. If he can get his speed up a little bit more, he's going to be a major threat to offenses. The Buccaneers at number 19, they're going to take Joey Porter Jr. out of Penn State. He's got great speed and he's physical in coverage, but he needs to be more consistent. Sometimes he's a little too physical in coverage. and That costs him with penalties or getting caught on a receiver and them getting a couple yards ahead of him. He's 6'2", 198, good size for a corner, but he just needs to become more consistent. And the Seahawks, with the 20th overall pick, they take Saki Ika, the defensive tackle from Baylor. He's a great run stuffer with some good physicality. He's 6'4", 358, so he's got the size that the Seahawks are looking for. And all my Seahawks fans know, big Puna Ford and Al Woods. The Seahawks love to have these Really big interior linemen, and I think Ika is going to fit in perfectly with the Seahawks. The Chargers, they're going to get their wide receiver that they so desperately need. They're going to pick up Jackson Smith and Jigba out of Ohio State with the 21st overall pick. He's got incredible speed, and he's just a natural playmaker. It's, it's incredible to see how he can almost break off of routes and just do whatever he wants to and still be able to make the play work and have the quarterback on the same page as him. He's got really good hands, but we do need to keep in mind his injuries that he's had, especially with that hamstring that signed him last season. Now, it seems to be in the rearview mirror for him, but still something that all teams should be should be noting while drafting him, but I think he's going to find a very good place in Los Angeles. And I actually, I just got a notification on my phone. The commanders are releasing Carson Wentz Saves them $26 million in salary cap. So that Will Levis pick is looking so much better. Oh, man, that's going to be exciting come draft day. The Ravens, with the 22nd overall pick, they're going to take Devin Witherspoon out of Illinois. Uses his body really well. Very good in man coverage. Needs to work on his own a little bit. Six foot 180. A little bit small for a cornerback, but still really solid player. The Vikings are going to take safety Antonio Johnson from Texas A&M. This guy is a ball hog. He makes plays all around the field. He loves to go find the ball. He's very successful in blitzes and run support. 6'3", 195. He's tall, and that's what teams are looking for in safeties. He's a perfect fit for the Vikings. The Jaguars are going to take cornerback Kaylee Ringo out of Georgia with the 24th overall pick. He's a very athletic and physical player, but he needs to work on his deep field presence and zone coverage. He likes to give up some big plays sometimes. And of course, that's something that NFL teams work a lot on with young corners like this guy. Six foot 205. I expect him to do pretty well in Jacksonville. And I think this is the exact kind of corner that the Jaguars are looking for. 25. The Giants are going to take guard Osiris Torrance out of Florida. He's a very powerful interior lineman with good footwork and incredible. And when I say incredible, I mean incredible run blocking. He's 6'5", 347. So this guy's big. And with the situation that Giants have right now with Daniel Jones apparently wanting around $45 million per year for his next contract, I don't know where he's going to land just in general. Either the Giants are going to give him a pay cut or tag him. And he's going to be unhappy, so he might not produce as well. Or he's going to go somewhere else, and then who knows who the Giants will have as a quarterback. So 
I think the Giants are going to look on leaning on the run game as much as possible next year. And I think Osiris Torrance is going to really help them and be a great fit. The Cowboys, they're going to take wide receiver Kayshawn Boot out of LSU with a 26 overall pick. He's slick, he's smooth, and he is fast. He's got very good instincts. He just knows what to do to get the defender off of him. He's going to be a very good pick. Now, the surprise of the draft with how far he fell, the 27th overall pick, the Bills will select Bijan Robinson out of Texas. Everybody has him, honestly, in the top five in their big boards overall for the draft. But there's no team that really needs a running back more than the Bills do. Every team is pretty solid in the run game, but the Bills have just struggled so hard. They even made a trade in the middle of this season, but still the run game is just something that really holds back their offense. And one of the main upsides for Bijan Robinson in Buffalo is his receiving skills. He's one of the best receiving backs in college football, if not the best. And I think the tandem of him and Josh Allen in Buffalo is going to be a very, very scary sight to some defenses. He's going to find a very good home in Buffalo, and he could definitely be an early runner for rookie of the year. The Bengals. I think we all know what the Bengals need to do for this draft and for the next couple of picks and for the next couple of drafts, and that is beef up that offensive line. Now, we saw towards the second half and the end of the season that they did better at protecting Joe Burrow, but he still gets battered. He's taken the most hits and most sacks in the NFL for a while now. The man needs some protection. So they're going to take Broderick Jones out of Georgia. He's got some really good agility, and he looks just very natural and very comfortable in his offensive tackle position, but he does need to work on his strength a lot. He he gets overpowered pretty often, but he's still going to be a really solid pick. 6'4", 310. He could probably get a little bit bigger too, but I think this is a really raw tackle that the Bengals can form into the tackle that they're looking for. The Saints are going to take the second running back off the board with Jameer Gibbs from Alabama. He is absolutely great at reading blocks, and he's good with his patience, and he has that speed to be able to put on the Jets and just outrun the rest of the defense once he breaks through that first level. He's 5'11", 200. He's a small running back, but he's very elusive and fast. If he has a good line in front of him, which the Saints have a pretty good offensive line, he's going to be a successful running back. And the Eagles, with their Super Bowl loss pick of 30th overall, they're going to take linebacker Trenton Simpson out of Clemson. He's a fast downfield runner and player. He's got great ball instincts. He's a middle linebacker candidate that would just be absolutely all over the field like Bobby Wagner was in his prime in Seattle and even how he was last year on the Rams. He is a very, very solid pick, and I think the Eagles could find their franchise linebacker in Trenton Simpson. And with the last overall pick in the first round, number 31, the Chiefs will draft wide receiver Rasheed Rice out of SMU. He's strong, he's fast, and he is super good at running routes. He had over 1,000 yards and 10 touchdowns last season. Of course, Tanner Mordecai helped him out a lot with that. One of the most prolific passing quarterbacks in college football, but still, Rasheed Rice is a great wide receiver, and the Chiefs definitely need a solid wide receiver. After losing Tyreek Hill, 
Juju Smith-Schuster and Marquez Valdez-Scantling definitely stepped up in his absence and even Kadarius Toney towards the end of the season. But I think using Rasheed Rice as maybe even a slot receiver is going to really help this Chiefs team level up that offense even more, which seems almost impossible with how good they are already. So that is the entirety of the first round. I was so excited and so happy to be able to make this and be able to go in depth about all of these guys and totally break down how well they are and how good they will fit with their teams that I think will draft them. This is going to be a very interesting draft. There's a lot of talent in this draft, a lot more than I remember seeing in the past couple of drafts. So it's going to be very interesting to see what teams pick who, especially with the combine coming up soon, see what guys surprise us, what guys fall. It's going to be a very, very fun draft sequence. Can't wait for it to come. But that is the end of the ball pit, guys. I will be back on Friday with our scheduled around the ball pit news, and I will see you guys then.